The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Victoria Osteen joins Sheila Walsh to encourage you to view life's challenges differently and embrace the exceptional you. And really just say, God, you know, this isn't exactly where I wanna be. I don't want this to be my final destination, but I'm not gonna let today go by without enjoying it and learning and, and embracing the good because I really believe when we can embrace the good mm -hmm. that it prepares us for yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Hi, welcome to Life Today. I'm Sheila Walsh, and I'm excited about today's program because, as you know, most often I'm sitting on this set by myself and just sharing with you, but I have a very special guest today, and I'm thrilled that she's here. Um, her book is out now, hasn't been out for long, but it has a great title. So would you please help me welcome Victoria Osteen. Thank I am you. so glad you're here. Thank you. This is so much fun. I'm excited to be here with you. I admire you. You're an amazing woman. Thank Exceptional you, woman. <laughs> Why did you call the book Exceptional You? Exceptional You. I named that. I mean, th people love to ask that question, right? Because mm -hmm. you always wonder how yeah. people got the titles mm -hmm. of their books. And I really believe that God has made each one of us exceptional. He made us in his image and he's an exceptional God. Mm -hmm. And so we are all created to be exceptional. And I just really believe that too often these days that we are just not uh, understanding who we really are and our true identity. And the fact that God has put gifts and talents in all of us, every one of us, Sheila, as you know, are mm -hmm. on a path. Yes. And it's unique to our own life. And but the destination for all of us is victory. Yeah. And it really is. And so I think too often we're comparing ourselves mm. with other people. Which we're is deadly. Which is. We're usually comparing our weakness with their strength. <laughs> That's good. You know, and so there's yeah. such a contrast there. Yeah. And we just have a tendency, I believe, sometimes to reduce in our own minds, mm -hmm. our gifts and talents down to just mundane and ordinary. Wow. And I really believe that people need to stir up what God's given them mm -hmm. and understand that they are unique, as unique as our fingerprint. Wow. Now, we've always heard this, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, everyone has their own fingerprint, but think about it. There's never been another person born with your fingerprint. Wow. How unique is that? And so I believe when we begin to understand who's we are, mm -hmm. then we understand who we really are. Yeah. And we don't fall into the trap of what this world wants to do, discount us many times, um, you know, cause us to feel like we're not a success if yeah. we're not measuring up to mm -hmm. other people's standards. And so, you know, this, I really believe that when we understand I'm exceptional, just the way I am, mm -hmm. and I'm growing, mm -hmm. and when I put these practices into place, I'm able to produce the, the exceptional every day. Have you ever struggled with your own identity or have you always had this deep sense of the exceptional person that God has created you to be? Well, the truth is no one is exempt from struggles and challenges. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, sometimes we look at people and we think they have it all together and aren't they? But there's no one that is exempt from challenges and the voice of doubt. Yeah. And, and we all have to fight that voice of doubt. We have to learn how to shut that voice off. And, you know, I always say, if we're going to, if we're going to erase 
something in our mind, we're going to have to replace, replace. it. We cannot just leave our mind open and empty and expect to, you know, say, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to think about that anymore. I'm just going to move forward. But no, you have to replace it with who God says you are and who, who, who you are as a, you know, as a child of the yeah. most high God. But yeah, I really have struggled before with, um, you know, just, just doubt, mm. just, am I enough? Yeah. You know, can I do this? Uh, do I have the right resources? Am I talented enough? And, you know, I, I come to the conclusion that, you know, <clears throat> just like you, I've traveled so long, but every time I shut my suitcase, I always say the same thing, Sheila. I'm like, gosh, I hope I left nothing out, you know, because <laughs> yes. when I get there, what if the weather changes? Yeah. Do I have, you know, a, mm -hmm. an extra this? Do I have that? Mm -hmm. You know, so every time I shut that suitcase, I think, I hope I hadn't left anything out. <laughs> and you know what? Really? God has packed your bags and he's left nothing out. That's good. Everything you need is in there. You just have to shake it, you know, you just have to shake off the doubt and you have to stir up what's on the inside of you and believe that God's plans for you are good. And when you get to that destination, you're going to have what you need. That's you great. may not have it right now. You may not feel like you have it. You may not feel exceptional, but you've got to believe that when you get there, you're going to have what you need. God's tucked it in there. You talk about how we should view our mistakes and failures. I found that very refreshing because a lot of people think that disqualifies them from moving forward. What do you say about that? Well, I don't, I say that we are not our mistakes. We are not our failures. They are something that happened to us, but they don't need to define us. And that, you know, we're not a divorced person. We're not a person with a bad childhood. We're not a person that's addicted. We're not a person who's having financial difficulties. We're a child of the most high God moving through these challenges. And, you know, I speak about uh, lifting your eyes in mm -hmm. this, in, in one chapter, when we set our eyes on the problems, they become larger. Yeah. They become all we can see. We have to shift our eyes from our problems to God and his promises. And too often we forget that God is doing a new thing today. He's not waiting till our challenges are over. He's not waiting till we fix ourselves up. He's doing something new today, but it's up to us to perceive it, mm -hmm. to look for it. And there's no coincidences. You know that. I think too often we brush off these, these things that, that happen to us that are good. Yeah. And, and we don't bank those things. We don't say, you know what, that was God. Yeah. It was him helping me. We don't take the good things and, and put them in our memory box, so to speak, because there's always challenges coming yeah. against us. We can either take the good or we can take the bad. Mm -hmm. So we have to learn to sift through this stuff and say, you know what, I, I'm going to choose good today. Yeah. I'm going to choose to remember the good. You know, the Bible says that out of the good of our heart will bring good things to our life. And so we have to have that good stored in our heart mm -hmm. if we're going to produce that good. You know, I think when I go out and speak to women, so many women are defined by labels that have either been placed on them or they've placed on themselves. They do see themselves as the, you know, um, single mom or the divorced woman or the... How do you begin to replace those labels with, with the truth of God's Word? Well, you have to know God's word first. So you have to see what God says about you. Yeah. You have to know what he says about you, that you're, you were hand chosen. You know, you were hand picked. Mm -hmm. You were adopted yeah. by God to be in his family. And he already wrote the plan out for your life. But you have, I really believe that we have to appreciate what we have. Yeah. Sometimes we don't appreciate what we already have. 
because we're chasing after something we don't have. And God is our, so true. yeah, and so when we begin to say, okay, I may be a single mom here, but look what I have. Look how God has provided this child for me, this beautiful gift. You know, children are a gift. They're a heritage mm -hmm. of the Lord. And I think sometimes we don't appreciate what we have. We kind of take it for granted. It's true. And, and, you know, I always like to say it like this. What you have that maybe you're not appreciating, someone else is praying for. Wow. And so we have to understand that what we have is so precious in the eyes of God. And when we start appreciating it and, and, and valuing what it is, we're going to start enjoying it. <laughs> and we're going to start seeing the gift in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that brings joy to your heart. Yeah. It just brings blessing to your heart. And I think to live exceptional doesn't mean that you're not going to have any problems. Yeah. I mean, the enemy's not going to roll out the red carpet for you. Mm -hmm. But it's what you believe about what God is doing in your life yeah. and what he's placed in your life that brings that joy and that peace and that satisfaction. How do you keep your memory box full? Well, it's so funny because, you know, people used to compliment me. They'd say something nice, okay? Everybody gets a compliment. And in my mind, I would literally say to myself, oh, they don't really mean that. They're just trying to be nice. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't receive yeah, that's, that yeah. compliment because it was like, well, they're just, yeah. you know, how could that be? Or, you know, and one day I realized, well, not only am I hurting myself, but I'm really very disrespectful to the person wow. just brushing that mm -hmm. off. And it was as if God said to me, next time you receive, you get a compliment, Victoria, receive it as if I'm speaking it to you. Oh, wow. And so I thought, okay, Lord. So when someone gave me a compliment, I would just first take a minute and receive it and tell them, thank you very much. That's so kind of you. Wow. And then I would shift my attention to say, thank you, God. Appreciate you giving me this compliment, cheering me on. <laughs> but I really had to pause mm -hmm. and say, am I going to brush this off yeah. or am I going to receive it as a gift from God? Because God uses people. Yes. And he uses people to speak things into our life. And I don't want to just just discount what God is trying to speak to me because I need that. I need that in those challenging times. Mm -hmm. I need that fuel and that yeah. ammunition. And if I don't have it in there, then I'm going to be running on empty. And I think sometimes as Christian women, we almost think it's kind of spiritual to deflect compliments. You know, no, it's just, you know, I remember when somebody said to me one time, you have a lovely voice. And I was just like, oh, no, it's just the Lord. And somebody said to me, why would you say that? If God gave you a voice and somebody's been blessed by that, why wouldn't you receive that? It took me a while to learn that lesson. I think sometimes we even think that's spiritual. Yeah, we think, oh, well, let me, let me humble myself here. But, you know, really, it's like your own child. Mm -hmm. when you, I can watch my kids walk across the room and think they're the greatest thing in the world. I mean, that's, look at them walk across the room. <laughs> Using both legs. Well. Look at that. Are they amazing? Think about how God yeah. feels. Yeah. He said, I put that in you. Mm -hmm. You know, the enemy is not, is not really after, uh, he's after what God's placed in us. You know, he's trying to take, it's not really even about us. It's about what God has put yeah. in you yeah. that he's trying to steal. If, if someone is taking from your child what you see that they have on the inside of them, a God-given gift, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that will just set you off, oh, won't you? It's like, wait amen. a minute, you know, <laughs> because that's the plan. It's let, wow. me, let me take your worth, wow. the value God's mm -hmm. placed in you. And, and that's really what, what the enemy's been trying to do from the beginning. He tried mm -hmm. to take, you know, he tried to say, Jesus, you know, if you are. Right. Prove it. Right. You know, and Jesus had nothing to prove. He knew yeah. 
who he belonged to. He knew God had a plan for his life. Mm -hmm. He was like, I'm not going to have to prove myself. And I think so often we try to prove ourselves mm -hmm. when we really just need to accept ourselves mm -hmm. as who we are, accept the gifts. They, I can't sing, Sheila. I wish I could, <laughs> but I can't. But you know what? I celebrate you and your mm -hmm. voice and the gifts, God. I have to celebrate myself as well. Absolutely. And I really believe we have to learn to applaud ourselves mm -hmm. for those little things. Well, you know what? I may not be Sheila, but you know what? I was nice to somebody today. <laughs> you know, I, I, I did smile at someone today. Mm -hmm. I did change my perspective today. Yeah. You know, so we just have to applaud ourselves for those little things. Because in, really, in reality, you're applauding what God is doing in your life and who God has made you. I mean, in, in reality, you're giving glory back to Him, which is beautiful. Well, absolutely. If your kids came home and when they're down and out, you're like, wait, come on, you know, get up a little bit. But I really believe when we understand who we are, mm -hmm. we can reflect that onto other people. Yeah. Because if we are walking in shame and guilt mm -hmm. and not enough, we see through those eyes yeah. and we reflect that on other people. Mm -hmm. And I really believe when we're full and we can accept every day, even though it, it we may not feel exceptional today, but if we can live this truth, yeah. we are exceptional yeah. because God made us that way. I believe that we can, we can reach out to other people. We can pull people up because we're not trying, we don't feel lacking in yeah. our own self. You talk about loving well. How do we love well in this culture? Well, the truth is we're not going to agree on everything. That's you so know, there's, true. We, everybody has uh, different opinions. <laughs> we're different backgrounds. But I really believe we can find common ground. Mm. And if it's n no more than you are God's creation, yeah. and I am to respect you for that and find that common ground, yeah. because the Bible talks about unity. Mm -hmm. And where there's unity, there's a commanded blessing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say we're to agree on everything. Yeah. Doesn't say, but we're to be, we're to find a common ground of, of unity and respect. Mm -hmm. It's just a great common ground. I respect you because you were, uh, you are God's child and you were made in the image of, he breathed his life into you, whether I agree with you or not. You know, so I think in our mm -hmm. own minds, when we can come to that place and we can't straighten everybody out, doesn't mean they're going to respect <laughs> us no. the way we're trying to respect them. But you know what? It's about the heart. Mm. You know, David had a, had a heart after God. And I think when we have that heart after God yeah. is when God can really do something in our life. Do you get troubled by social media? You know, I, I, uh, I try not to pay a lot of attention to Smart social media. Woman. You know, I really believe, and I really believe this is a new generation, and I'm praying that they will uh, master social media and not let it master them. Mm. Let it be a servant and not yeah. a master. Yeah. And so that's what we have to do. We have to see how it can serve us well, mm. but not master us, mm. not define us. Because I'm telling you, I can look at social media and I can feel about two inches tall. <laughs> I can feel like I'm doing nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what? My hair is bad. My skin is bad. I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm that, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm way overweight. I, you know what I mean? You can really let that get in you because instead of celebrating other people, if we're not careful, we, we cause it to feel, yeah. make us feel less than. Yeah. No, so, that's so true. Um, you talk about um, living in the now. I think that's really important because so often people think, well, if this happens or if that happens, how do we live in the now? Yeah, I really believe living in the now is to uh, not let these precious times mm -hmm. 
go by. And, uh, you know, sometimes, have you ever seen a kid at Christmas? It's like they got five gifts there and they, they're unwrapping next, next, <laughs> next. Sometimes yeah. that's how we can uh, be in our own life. It's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. I really believe that we have to savor the moment yeah. and really reflect. Mm -hmm. And that's not always easy to do in our culture because we are in a fast paced mm -hmm. culture. But when we can just take time to reflect. Now, I want to reflect on what this conversation with you, Sheila, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't get a chance to sit down with you. What a, what a joy, what a privilege to sit down with an amazing woman of God mm -hmm. and get to speak to the, from our hearts. Well, I don't want to just blow by, get home, get on the plane. I want to take a minute and just say, good words. you know what? That was fun today. <laughs> that was a good day. What a great thing God allowed me to do. So sometimes I really think as simple as just reflecting on the good yeah. and not just moving through life so quickly yeah. that we don't, we don't know where we've been or what day it is. So I think that really is, a, is an antidote to all the epidemic of anxiety in our culture because we never slow down. We're just moving, moving, moving. And I think you're right when you talk about um, living in the moment and seeing being... You know, do you ever do you keep a gratitude journal or any of those things? My husband does that, and I haven't started it yet. But I often think it helps you notice. Absolutely, and I, I have to be honest with you. I was just talking to my son about this the other day. I said I'm going to start keeping an added to uh, gratitude journal, and he looked at me. He goes, "Yeah, I do that," oh. and I was like. Oh, now I really feel bad. Now I really feel guilty. <laughs> you raised him well. <laughs> I really feel bad, you know. But I really do. It, it, it mm -hmm. causes us to appreciate. And, you know, I know there are people watching here today say, well, I don't get to sit down with Sheila Walsh. <laughs> yeah, lucky you. You know, but the truth is, no matter what it is, even if we're going to a job we're not really happy about, mm -hmm. it's not fulfilling us, yeah. if we'll learn to appreciate the yeah. things about that job, Mm -hmm. And really just say, God, you know, this isn't exactly where I want to be. I don't want this to be my final destination, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to let today go by without enjoying it and learning and, and embracing the good. Because I really believe when we can embrace the good, mm -hmm. that it prepares us for yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. And I love the section on powering up about drawing close to God. Um, Speak to that just a little, because I think of people who feel, well, I'm not good enough to draw close to God. Yeah, isn't that something? I, I believe we've all probably felt that way when we've made a mistake. Yeah. Well, God doesn't want to hear from me again. Yeah. Or here I go with the same prayer. <laughs> you know, God, I'm sure he's tired of this. Yeah. But you know what? He's never tired of mm -hmm. us. He never tires of us. Mm -hmm. He wants us to draw close to him. And I liken it to a house that's a, a beautiful house. I went in, my friend had just remodeled her house. And so we, she was so proud to show it to me. We walk in the house, she, she flicks on the lights and nothing happened. So we go a little deeper into the house and we're realizing that the air is off. It's hot in the house. And so she's going to show her brand new remodeled house off. She's not living in it yet. Mm -hmm. So she calls her contractor and she says, well, you know what, what's going on? I'm here. I'm trying to show my friend this house. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. We had to do a few things with the electrical. We turned off all the power at the at the electrical box, wow. you have to go out and you have to turn on the main switch. Wow. So she went out, turned on the main source to the whole house. Mm -hmm. We walked in, the lights Bam. popped on, everything, the tour begins. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have a beautiful life, a beautiful house, but we're not 
plugging into the main power source. We're not going to God for what we need every day because we feel like he's heard enough of us. And we we really have to go plug into the power source Mm -hmm. every single day. If we're going to be able to function the way he wants us Mm -hmm. to, you know, that house now can turn on the washing machine, turn on the dryer, Mm -hmm. turn on the, all at the same time, (laughs) you know? So I really believe that God wants us to connect with him so that we can be everything that he's called us to be. It's fantastic. And I'm going to tell you in a few moments how you can get hold of Victoria's beautiful book, Exceptional You. But one of the things that we recognize as God's um, sons and daughters is that because of everything he's poured into us, we get to pour out and see other people who right at this moment are struggling to find their, their worth. Um, watch this and I'll tell you how you and I can make a huge difference. Empowered and equipped by Life Today viewers, our mission teams continually search the world for areas of need. You know, Isaac, so we're here in South Sudan, and it was uh, quite the trek just to get here. You know, four planes, over 60 hours of travel. Um, but man, that's what, that's what makes mission feeding so special, is that we get it to places that so many can't reach. By being here in these villages and getting out to the village, what we're able to do is mission feeding then kicks into place for, for children on different levels. So some will get a, a red bowl of food like we see so many times in, in the mission feeding programs. If you're familiar with the iconic red mission feeding bowls, you know they've helped save millions of lives from death by starvation and malnutrition. That part is the good news. But right now, outbreaks of tribal violence along the southern region of South Sudan are driving people from their homes, and children are caught in the middle. Marga's story here is a story that just breaks my heart. She and her husband were chased out of their home on their journey, they went days without food. You can look at the, the health of these babies. We can tell it was many days, a long time without food. Margaret and her children represent nearly 800,000 people who have narrowly escaped a violent death. And they're in desperate need of food if they're to survive. Mission Feeding is uniquely positioned to help save their lives. So let's don't let Margaret's story end with death. Let's let it end with life. Today, you hold the power to offer hope for Margaret's children. The power to offer life. The power of mission feeding. I'll never forget the first time that I had the privilege to be the one who sat there and poured life-giving food into those bowls. And as I was doing, I remembered Betty's words. You know, never let the line of children be longer than the food we have. So that's the commitment we've made here at Live Today, and you've helped us so many times. We are committed to feeding 400,000 children. If you go to a malnutrition clinic and you realize that that child is taking their very last breath simply because they didn't have any food, it's heartbreaking. And then you go to a village where we already have mission feeding in place, and they're like regular children. They're laughing, they're playing, they're in school, they're reading. They have a future and they have a hope. So that's our commitment. We will never change on that, to feed 400,000 children. As you know, $30, I mean, we can all do something. We'll feed three children for three months. $50 feeds five for three months. $100, you can blow that as a family at the movies, but that will feed 10 children for three months. We've done that, we will continue to do that. But this is a fresh 
crisis. As you saw there, the situation in South Sudan is devastating. These families have been, literally had to be, escape with their lives from the little simple homes they had. I mean, can you imagine just a mom walking across the desert with your children and have nothing to give them? Um, Uganda has said, yes, you may come, but they can't provide all the food they need. So we need at the moment for our partners to step up and say, you know what, we will give an additional gift. Maybe you have a monthly commitment, but we need $270,000 to be able to get the food to the people. You know, James said if 270 people gave $1,000, you know, that would take care of it. You know, 540, give 500 bucks each, we can do this. But what we need is just do your best. These children are crying out, not next month. They're not looking towards Christmas. It's today. They are starving today. They're running for their lives today. And you and I, we are the body of Christ on the planet at this moment with the answer. We can't look to government for the answer. God looks to his children to say, do you see them? Do you see these children who are struggling and who are suffering? So please, would you go to your phone? Would you make the very best gift possible? And if you're already committed to giving, may I ask you, would you give an additional gift so that we can respond immediately to this crisis that's happening right now to be able to take care of those who have lost everything? Let them know there is a God in heaven who heard your cry and he sent us and we come in his name. Thank you so much. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great and without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. With previous reserves gone and mission feeding helping in areas of great famine, we urgently need your support to replenish food supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. Please consider an extra gift to help ease the suffering of innocent families who, due to tribal warfare, have had to flee their homes in South Sudan to neighboring Uganda in desperate search of food. World Food Representatives have asked for our immediate assistance. That's why an additional $270,000 is urgently needed to help provide food to those who are starving. With your gift, we'll send you the James Code by O.S. Hawkins. You'll also enjoy this beautifully crafted leather bookmark. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Passion Translation Bible. This edition ignites the passion of the Bible to modern readers by merging the passion of God's heart with the life-changing truth of His Word. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request our commemorative bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Thank you so much. And I, I forgot to tell you, this is the last week of mission feeding. So we're desperate to be able to meet all the commitments we've made. And um, we would love to be able to send you Victoria's book, Exceptional You, Seven Ways to Live Encouraged, Empowered, and Intentional. So please call in and make your best gift possible. And we would love to send this to you. And Victoria, I just want to say, what a joy it is. Not everybody gets to sit and talk to Victoria Osteen. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. It's so much fun. Awesome. And we will see you next time. God bless you. Remember, God sees you.
Spiritual warfare is every single day, and you've got to wake up battle ready. Jada Edwards reminds us just how dangerous our thoughts can be. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.